Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What's interesting is that the witness for the majority against the Biden administration in this opinion turned out to be speaker, former Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Yep. Uh, they quote her at length in saying, of course, the president can't just grant uh, loan forgiveness. And so she's really in the, the argument of the majority for saying this is not a close call. You really overstepped and overreached as a president. And this is now unconstitutional. Supreme Court says, hey, Joe Biden, you can't just wipe out kids' loans or tens of thousands of dollars with their loans. The fact that they were quoting Nancy Pelosi because she accurately said, trying to speak truth to her own troops, it's illegal. May I quote Supreme Court Justice Nelson Muntz? (laughs) Chris Hayes of MSNBC with this tweet right after the decision came down. Lots of very bad things this 6-3 majority has done, Dobbs being the worst. But them deciding you are now $10,000 poorer than you were yesterday is really a hell of a thing. Everything's performative all the time, and it's tiring me out. Here's a man who quests for the truth. Can you use quest as a verb? Mm. I don't know. Tim Sandifer, Vice President for Litigation with the Goldwater Institute. Tim the Lawyer, longtime good friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Tim, how are you, sir? I'm great. Thanks for having me back. I think quest as a verb is okay only in the context of Dungeons and Dragons. There you go. Well, well then, hey, no. Were you a were you a D and D person when you were younger? I have always hated Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. I'm trying to figure Why? out the dungeons because it smacks of 
cruel and unusual punishment. Totalitarianism. <laughs> it, always, it just feels so dumb to sit there and have somebody tell you you're going down a dark hallway or something like that. It's almost, it's almost as, it's like, it's as bad as sports, but without the sweating. Yeah. <laughs> now there's a quote. <laughs> okay, well, Speaking so. Of which, you talk about, you talk about emceeing a football game. Here's a trivia question for you. I actually once emceed a basketball game, if you can believe it. How or not. did that time. happen? Was there literally <laughs> no one else to ask? <laughs> so, totally. The worst possible. Some idiot got the idea that it would be really funny, since I don't know anything about basketball, to have me emcee <laughs> the local game between the teachers versus the police department uh, well they were and right I about that that would be smart. funny i was smart enough to realize what a bad idea this was and brought along a friend who knew a lot about basketball so it worked out okay but that was yeah it was one of the weirder moments of my life <laughs> wow how odd i almost hate to get back to the recent supreme court decisions I but i feel like we should so uh, where where would you like to start what's got your hat let me let, let's say this about yesterday's affirmative action ruling yesterday's decision was Brown versus Board of Education for Asians. Yesterday's decision was saying we can't keep ignoring the fact that these race preference schemes that the colleges insist on keeping in place are a form of discrimination that is purposely keeping Asian Americans out of our colleges, aimed at keeping out hardworking kids who don't deserve to be treated in that way. And yesterday was a great vindication of the principle that all men are created equal. And it's really a shame that the liberal side of this that keeps denouncing this opinion is in the midst of their denunciations are proving why it was necessary by totally ignoring the fact that Asian Americans are, are an important ethnic group in this country that deserve to have their equal rights. It's always being treated as black versus white, and they're Asians, as Justice Thomas points out. Asians are totally being omitted from the equation in all of these discussions. So yesterday's decision was Brown versus Board of Education for Asians. So since you're a student of this sort of thing, are some of the opinions more pointed at fellow justices than normal? They seem like they are to me. It, yeah, it certainly seems that way. Justice, Thomer, uh, Justice Thomas's concurring opinion, which is almost 60 pages long, he's been waiting basically his whole career to write this opinion, is aimed at the dissent, particularly Justice Jackson, with a, a, a it's, it's ferocious. Now, I agree with it, and so I love the fact that it's ferocious, but it is quite, quite direct. And Justice Jackson kind of steps back in her response. She has she responds in only one footnote where she says, I don't know what he's talking about. I didn't say the things he's accusing me of saying. But if you read her opinion, she actually is. Well, and today, Gorsuch saying in the, the, the student loan thing to, I think it was Sotomayor, I can't believe we're looking at the same case. I mean, that just seems yeah. snarkier than usual. <laughs> it does. Now, now, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think the American people deserve to have the, di- the severe legal and constitutional differences between the justices aired in public. It, it, these people work for us. And we have a right to see what they think both about the law and about each other. But it it, it must mean that the office Christmas party is a little tense. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. For those who are not uh, super hip to what was in the uh, the decision, the concurrences, and that sort of thing, what was uh, Clarence's Thomas's what was uh, Thomas's main point? He, well, here's my favorite pa- point in the opinion that I think really boils it all down. He says, "Quote: Today's 17 year olds." did not live through the Jim Crow era, enact or enforce segregation laws, or take any action to oppress or enslave the victims of the past. Whatever their skin color, today's youth simply are not responsible for instituting the segregation of the 20th century, and they do not shoulder the moral debts of their ancestors. Our nation should not punish today's youth for the sins of the past, end quote. I think that is the perfect summation of the argument against 
these race counting admission schemes that punish innocent people, uh, particularly Asians, for crimes that even their ancestors didn't commit. A lot of these people came to the country after Jim Crow, after slavery. And yet here we have these affirmative action programs that count people's skin color in order to give preferences, supposedly to remedy the crimes of centuries that before the victims even arrived. So is this going to have tentacles reaching out into other parts of American life, like hiring or anything else? Well, it's, it, it, there is a notable footnote in the main opinion that says we're not talking about military. And it basically invites the next lawsuit to be about how military academies and military recruitment, military how all of that stuff they, they also have their own affirmative action programs, and I think that's the next big front that we're going to see coming. And the court, in this opinion, explicitly says, we're not going to talk about that now. We'll talk about that in a future case. Well, I wish I had Katanji Brown's actual quote in front of me, because she said something along the lines of, so it's okay to have black people in our bunkers fighting our wars, but not in our college classrooms. Yeah, well... I, I don't know, you know, the ideological blinders of people who are so wedded to affirmative action. As you mentioned earlier, you know, 70 percent of the American people think that these programs are wrong. And the, the people who treat yesterday's opinion as being some sort of, you know, terrible setback for the civil rights movement are very much out of step, not only with reality, but with the way the American people see reality. And yet they act as if they are obviously right. And it, it's really a way of insulating themselves in a, in a way that I think really shows up in the opinion. So, and, and we can jump back and forth as, as we like, but uh, I want to talk a little bit more about this student loan forgiveness decision. Uh, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm well aware of my own ideology, but I'm also enough of a, a, a neutral observer in these things to feel like I, I have reasonably well-based opinions. And I told my three adult kids, do not make any financial plans based on your student loans being forgiven to the tune of $10,000 or whatever. It's not going to happen. It can't happen. It's so clearly executive overreach. There's no way the courts let it through. And that wasn't just based on the the composition of the court. What in the world were the arguments of the dissenters saying it's fine for the executive branch to do this? Well, Joe, you have more confidence in the courts than, well, frankly, I do. Because uh, <laughs> you were... You were right about the law, but the law is one thing, and what the courts are actually going to do is a totally different thing sometimes. This time, you were, you were right. The court did what the law required, but that doesn't always happen. You know, the, 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 the case is about this, a statute that says that the secretary, that is the president, can modify the, the, the obligations of these student loans, and that's the word modify. And the question is, does modify mean that the secretary can wipe out really an enormous amount of, of, the, of money here. Here's what the opinion says. The economic and political significance of the secretary's action is staggering. Practically every student borrower will benefit. Uh, uh, he says this is a, a third. It amounts to nearly one-third of the government's $1.7 trillion in annual discretionary spending. So what this is saying that the secretary of, of education can just unilaterally wipe out an enormous amount of student debt that, and with a stroke of a pen. Now, Congress is supposed to be making the laws. They're not supposed to be handing this authority off to the president. And yet the president is claiming, oh, well, you know, we have, I have the authority to basically make the law because Congress has given me this power. That really is staggering. And it's a good example of why you and I are always talking about the dangers of the administrative state. The dangers of regulatory bureaucracies 
where the courts just stand back and let them just make the law however they want to. This is a perfect example of that. Incidentally, it also overlaps with the, the affirmative action case because the dissent, Justice Jackson in her dissent, she says, well, what we ought to do is trust the experts. The experts say that affirmative action programs and race counting and all this is necessary to equalize society. So we ought to trust the experts. Well, if you, you, this whole attitude of, well, we should have this elite group of bureaucrats who decide how we live our lives in order to accomplish justice, has, that notion is really stuck in the minds of the leftists on the court. You know, I've been flogging your book, Freedom's Furies, uh, lately, repeatedly, uh, partly because I found uh, the, the parts of the book that deal with the <sighs> flirtation's the wrong word. It's just a, a, a preference for totalitarianism among the left in the early mid 20th century was shocking to me. It was part of history that I wasn't really familiar with. The idea that, look, we'll get experts together, they'll plan everything, and we'll bring you a utopia. Yep. And that went along with the Supreme Court creating these doctrines about deference and not protecting property rights and not protecting economic liberty. All those things are going on at the same time, and we are stuck with the legacy of that in many ways. To this day, the Supreme Court refuses to enforce property rights, refuses to enforce economic freedom in wide areas of life. And the reason is because of the legal precedents that date back to the 1930s when this country, and in fact all of, all of the world civilizations, really kind of bought the idea that di- dictatorship was a good thing. The person who's really responsible for this largely is Benito Mussolini. We, we often forget about Mussolini because we always think about that era, we think about people like Hitler. But Mussolini invented the idea of this of fascist dictatorship in the 1920s. And for an, almost an entire decade, everybody's like, wow, he makes the trains run on time. He's really getting things done over there. Sure, maybe he murders his political opponents, but he's really getting the trains to run on time. And that attitude still exists today in the minds of a lot of people who think that democracy and persuasion and argument are just time-wasting. And what we ought to do is just force people to do what we think is right. Here, I think, is an important question that I've asked before, because we're going to hear the president called this a rogue court yesterday. You're going to hear a lot about that over the weekend and probably on the Sunday talk shows and that sort of stuff. But this is a right wing outlier court, you know, unbalanced or whatever they call it. Where does this court fit in? If you had a one to five scale, one being the most liberal, five being the most conservative, like where was the Warren court or where were most of the courts in modern history? And where's this one? Well, when you're so far to the left, any movement to the right is going to look extreme. So that's why you get reactions from people like that. The the reality is that this is a moderately conservative court, that in some ways they're doing what they think is correcting the errors of the past. And so that can seem extreme, for example, in the Dobbs case and so forth. But for the most part, the court is, is not picking fights. For the most part, its decisions are not particularly radical. However, my initial reaction when I hear the president of the United States say that the Supreme Court is a rogue court, my question is, what would you prefer, an obedient court, a court that takes off its hat and bows to you and say, yes, sir, whatever you like, sir, we'll do whatever you like, sir. We have a separation of powers in this country in order to balance these three branches, legislative, judicial, and executive, against each other to protect individual freedom. It's not supposed to, the courts are not supposed to just say, oh, well, the president says it, it must be okay. Oh, well, if Congress says it, it must be okay. The role of the court is to enforce the Constitution, and that means striking things down that violate this nation's fundamental law. And that's what they've been doing. So I don't understand why we call it, oh, it's a rogue court. The court is not supposed to be obedient. 
Well, it's going to be painful and expensive, but I'm going to get that screed tattooed on my chest during the 4th of July vacation. And I love the idea that the Supreme Court has one collective hat. Add add the cost of that tattoo, Joe, to the the student loans you're going to have to help repay. That's a good point. Uh, Tim Sandifer, Vice President for Litigation at the Goldwater Institute. Tim, you brought it. Solid gold. Thanks a million. That was awesome. Thanks, guys. Uh, More on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Number one, commencing. Pretty big, big guy. Big Mutt. <laughs> big Mutt. New York style. Here we go. Go, go. 
Super Bowl puffness right here. <laughs> Our body. That's a great watch video. Watch out, watch out. It's loud. Back up. Yeah, watch out. Back up. That's not, well, I don't know what this is. That's, that is a great video of uh, people sight sh shooting off very, very big, very, very illegal fireworks. And uh, <laughs> then being shocked when they do things they don't want them to do. And to me, that's America. <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> speaking, speaking of things that are America, more Supreme Court talk later, but AOC just tweeted this. Justice Alito accepted tens of thousands of dollars in lavish vacation gifts from a billionaire who lobbied to cancel the student loan forgiveness. After the gifts, Alito voted to overturn. This SCOTUS corruption undercuts its own legitimacy by putting its rulings up for sale. Good Lord. All right, we got more on the fallout from the, uh, the student loan thing getting shot down by the Supreme Court. So have you heard the deal that Hunter Biden made with the uh, baby mama in Oklahoma? The stripper girl that uh, had his child. So the the amount he owes per month has gotten reduced from $20,000 a month to $5,000 a month for child support. And that's because he doesn't have the income he used to have because the whole Biden crime family jig is up, it would appear. But anyway, so uh, she wanted to have the kid's last name be Biden because that's kind of traditionally how we do it in America is kids generally have the father's last name but the biden family really really doesn't want that because it wouldn't look so good so they came up with a deal and uh mom agreed to it that she gets a couple of hunter's paintings in return for not having the last name biden what the hell a couple of the paintings how the, what a weird deal so the girl gets the paintings navy that's the girl's name will get to keep one for herself either for her private collection or in a gallery designated by mom, while the, while the former stripper will also get to designate a bank account where the earnings from Hunter's art sales will go. The statement says that the paintings shall vary in size with a minimum of 24 by 24. See, the problem with that deal is the only reason those paintings were worth money was when the money was going to go straight to Hunter so that they could buy some influence with his dad. Now that it belongs to you, I'm sorry, mom and daughter, you don't have any influence. So those paintings ain't going to be worth nothing. I think you might be shocked at how volatile the Hunter Biden art market is going to prove to be. Yeah, that's too bad that her lawyers weren't aware of that or somebody didn't point that out. The only value in those paintings was his dad. And then they find out who donated the money. That's what that was all about. Wow, another little, bad decision. A poor little girl's going to have some worthless paintings from her deadbeat, non-existent dad. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. 
your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on do not disturb, tuning out all the constant just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This was just one remedy. Affirmative action. The only remedy to the legacy of discrimination and admissions in American higher education. Only one remedy. And so here they've taken it away. This is a very serious uh, change. And from my point of view, a tragedy. The headline for today is access and opportunity denied. I think uh, that this is tantamount to sticking a dagger in our back. Is this leading to no women in colleges soon? Who knows? Oh my God, who said that? That was whoopee. Is this leading to no women in colleges? Oh, God. Everything has to be at 11. Everything, every response has to be so over the top in the modern world. Colleges are like 60% women. Like 65%. That's the great sage Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, my. And a whole bunch of the kids that are on campus are rich white kids that that got in because they're... uh, uh, their parents went there. That's that's what you should be mad about. What does that have to do with college admissions? Well, as anybody in, in college admissions would tell you, that's because those people give lots and lots of money. And part of their reason is because their kids get in and we, we, need, we want the money. Because we've got 375 people in our DEI department and we got to pay them. I'm having trouble not having my mind be on vacation already. I just saw this New York Post headline. Daisy Duke's shorts for men are dividing Twitter. And that Into is, gay and straight. <laughs> and that is, I, I see the college, I live in a college town. I see the shorts for men are definitely going back toward what they were like in the 80s, 70s and 80s. Short. Short. Yeah, and a lot, uh, of, lot, of your, no. lot of your like cool, appear to be straight guys are just wearing shorter shorts. Which oh, yeah. was what I wore when I, you know, wore shorts when I was a kid or in high school, because that's what everybody wore. 
Yeah, I uh, actually ran into a, a handsome young man, recent college graduate, the other night, who was wearing shorts I found disturbingly short. And I thought, not on a bet would you see me in those shorts. <laughs> well, we, we, we had the unfortunate experience of having worked with a guy who wore shorts, the, uh, the Daisy Duke shorts, mm. and, and his, uh, his manhood <laughs> would fall out. Short shorts, no drawers underneath. And uh, and he was uh, he had his gifts, intellect not, physically yeah. He and had a big penis. All right, is that <laughs> what I'm trying de- so desperately to not say. Well, we know that this was right in front of us. Oh yeah. Did I work with this person? No, no. Okay. This was in a different town. It's a different place. Name, I don't even want to name the town because I don't want anybody no. to figure out who it was. But it was no, a different. I regret city. this entire discussion. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't wear shorts at all, but if I did, I'm probably not going to go with the shorter shorts. You know, I'd like to apologize to the listening audience, the management of all our stations, the the, the government and the people of the United States of America, my own family. Uh, just, there are important constitutional issues to discuss. So the affirmative action ruling came down yesterday. Now, today we've had the finally somebody standing up and saying what everybody know is true. The president can't wipe out student loan debt. That'd be crazy. Nancy Pelosi, which was quoted in the opinion, said it's illegal. All right. The Speaker of the House knew that you couldn't do it. The president didn't. Even, I don't understand how that is just not flat out a violation of his oath of office. To uphold the Constitution of the United States, to knowingly do something but I guess you couldn't call it knowingly. If it was 9-0, maybe you could call it knowingly, but it was 6-3. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to read the uh, the wacky, wacky dissents. The and, liberal justices saying, oh, yeah, the executive can do anything he wants. And so what's the gay decision that came down a little bit ago? Uh, the majority ruled 6-3 in favor of an evangelical Christian graphic artist from Colorado who does not want to create webbing, wedding websites for same-sex couples. Well, I can tell you how Robert Reich... Reacted to that. He's on MSNBC all the time. He was the finance economic guy for Clinton. Anyway, he's one of those people. He got so mad he dropped his hammer and his sickle. Uh, He's a New York Times guy, I believe. The SCOTUS ruling to allow discrimination against same-sex couples is part of the rights all-out war on the rights of LGBTQ plus Americans. The systematic targeting of an already marginalized group is a classic fascist tactic and a threat to all of our rights. Well, that's not over the top at all. Wow, wow. It, it, he gets a hundred bucks if he can throw in the new Hitler. Um, that's, yeah, that's hilarious. And, and hey, bad news, Bobby. You can't get us on our heels with that sort of talk anymore. No way. We've heard it enough. We know it's ridiculous. We know that uh, this gal uh, is reflecting thousands of years of religious belief, whether you buy it or not, or you feel it's important or not. Uh, she gets to not use her creative energies to serve a gay marriage. They can go down the road and find somebody who enthusiastically wants to design their website. But and that's, it'll be fine. But that's different than baking a cake. No, it's, it's the very same. Well, it's, 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 well, actually, it's the same as decorating a cake. It is not the same as baking a cake. All right. Um, so, do we know what the numbers were on this, uh, the gay website ruling? Six to three. Okay, so six to three. You're going to hear that a lot. You're going to hear a lot that, as Joe Biden called it yesterday, it's a rogue court 
six three conservative justices, several appointed by Trump, who might as well be Hitler. And you're going to be hearing about how out, what an outlier this court is in American history, and they've got to win elections to get the Supreme Court back in balance. It's out of balance, and of course, balance means left leaning. But correct. Um, <laughs> Sarah Isger of the Dispatch, who is also Harvard Law. You can only quote Harvard Law people, apparently. Um, she said some fun SCOTUS stats from this term, as the term is now over. 50% unanimous outcomes. So 50% of the co- cases were decided 9 nothing. Hmm. 89%, at least one liberal justice in the majority. So 90% of the time, you had a liberal justice involved. Wow. You're not going to hear that. How many times was it a 6-3 rogue white supremacist out-of-balance court? How many of the decisions were that? 8% of the time. 8% of the cases were decided 6-3. Now, there are some of the biggest cases that are getting the most attention here at the end, of course. Excuse me, Professor. I have a question. I have a question. Uh, Can you use those facts to raise money or rile people (laughs) up to get them to the polls? I'm afraid you can't. (laughs) Thank you for the question, Johnny. Yeah, you're a bit of a simpleton, Johnny. Did you get in because you're Asian or not Asian or something? I'm a legacy. My parents went here. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yes, yes. Uh, some more unhinged reaction to the Supreme Court decision. Uh, it's kind of funny, it, it, but everything's a performance all the time now. It's just, and I should just be amused by it, but it's wearing me out. A quick word from our good friends at HelloFresh. Judy and I will be dining upon a HelloFresh dinner tonight. I can guarantee it. HelloFresh takes the work out of eating well, helps you reach your goals, helps you enjoy your summertime. They got the fresh and fit summer menu featuring calorie smart and protein smart lunch and dinner options. And you can just spend more time having fun in the summer and less time shopping and prepping dinner. Farm to doorstep quality in every dang box with 40 changing recipes to choose from each week. You'll always find meals Everyone uh, at the table will enjoy. And like, you know, like we just said, just constantly changing a whole bunch of options all the time. We always do it for dinner, so I think of dinner. But they have HelloFresh lunches and snacks and all sorts of great stuff. And everything's pre-portioned. You don't have to go to the grocery store and buy it and chop it up in the rest. It's just it's so good. It's so great and so convenient. Sign up today for 16 free meals plus free shipping with the code Armstrong16 at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong16. You can quit any time you want. You're not signing up for a year or anything. The code is Armstrong16 at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong16. Well, I des- definitely think there should be a 9-0 ruling in the case of testicles versus short shorts for men. So <laughs> he went there, folks. He went there. So Charles C.W. Cook on the um, Biden school loan thing and constitutionality and the ruling. Biden knew this was illegal. His own Speaker of the House said it was illegal. Everyone knew it was illegal. That he tried to do it anyway violates his oath of office and it remains a monumental disgrace. Charles C.W. Cook has been saying for a long time that this would destroy the country if this was allowed. Because at that point, if if a majority said, yeah, the president can do that, okay, Katie, bar the door. Get my pen, roll up my sleeves. What can I do now if you're president? Because apparently there are no limits in terms of spending money. Yeah, and quote-unquote emergency powers, you know, the, the after the pandemic is an emergency, we have the most unfilled jobs in the history of America right now. You just can't make the argument that, well, during this emergency, the poor young people can't pay back their loans for their social degree. So to the MSNBC tweet of you are now $10,000 poorer than you you were yesterday because of this ruling, 
Uh, Charlie Cook of National Review says, um, they weren't $10,000 richer yesterday because Biden never had the authority to give them the money, which is a good, you know, a good way to look at it. Well, and I was just reading a liberal analysis in the New York Times or something or other, and they pointed out that 16 million people had already been qualified through to the Department of Education or whatever department was handling this. Uh, no money had been forgiven yet. Uh, the, the administration hadn't done that yet. Well, do you know why they didn't? Because they knew it would be overturned. Everybody's known it would be overturned. Well, that's a great backdoor presumptive close sort of argument. So you put the framework in place on something that's obviously constitutional and your unconstitutional and your argument is, but we've already got the framework in place. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, and again, the administration didn't forgive anybody's loan because they knew they couldn't. And they yeah. they thought, okay, now we can make Republicans look mean and greedy and nasty uh, if we if we pretend to do this. But if we actually do forgive anybody's loan, they'd have to unforgive it. Then we'll be the mean, nasty ones. So we won't actually do that. So big picture, can we survive this era of performative politics and everybody's response to everything being at 11? Will no. It, will it? No is the answer to your question. <laughs> Are there any other questions? Yes, this will be on the test. <laughs> is there is there any coming back from Is this just going to be looked back on as the age of hyperbole and, you know, books will be written about it and it'll go back to kind of normal where you would have Democrats out today. This is like normal in the 90s sort of politics on something like this. Democrats would be out today saying, well, that was that should have never happened. That was, you know, it's clearly illegal and. I want to help college kids, blah, blah, blah. But but no Democrat's going to say that. No, no, of course not. It's all tribal signaling. Hey, uh, speaking of tribal signaling, I want to get to some some more of the unhinged reactions to the affirmative action uh, decision of yesterday, because we've collected them and they're delightful. Um, also, some of the wise commentary on the various decisions. I'm scanning the list. Yeah. Oh, you know what we need to do? Let's let's leave this segment on a high note. Michael, uh, I want to make sure I'm calling for the right th- the right one. Uh, 47, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Vice President of the United States. This is now a moment where the court has not fully understand the importance of equal opportunity for the people of our country. That was incoherent in every possible way. Mm. God save the queen, man. One thready heartbeat away from the Oval Office. (laughs) Holy cats. More to come. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. For a company... To hire a trans person and then not publicly stand by them is worse, in my opinion, than not hiring a trans person at all. And I'm going to celebrate the fact that no matter how many thousands of horrible messages or news anchors misgendering me or companies going silent, that I can look in the mirror and see the woman that I am and that I love being. Bud Light has got to be thrilled that Dylan Mulvaney is out there criticizing them for distancing themselves from her indeed that was confused female impersonator dylan mulvaney and uh 
As we mentioned yesterday, uh, New York Times had a store in Pennsylvania where Bud Light is cheaper than water. <laughs> in term, they can't get rid of it. But anyway, different story. I don't want to get off on that. So Joe Biden did an interview yesterday with MSNBC. He's been criticized, not enough, for the fact that he's doing way less, like a fraction of the interviews of any of his predecessors or press conferences or anything like that. Donald Trump, every time he walked to the helicopter, would stop and talk for 45 minutes to a hostile press constantly. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden, every once in a while, just so he can claim he did an interview, does one. And he went on with Nicole Wallace on MSNBC. You couldn't get a friendlier venue than that, where she asked him about January 6th, Charlottesville, and how bad the Supreme Court was, among other things. Charlottesville? Right. <laughs> did not ask about. Hey, CBS News, the New York Times, a bunch of big media outlets are talking about this whistleblower and Hunter Biden and business deals and all this sort of stuff. Seems like a big deal. Didn't come up at all. Didn't ask him about his age with all the polling. Didn't ask him about the fact that he polls at like 36% on the economy. Any of that stuff. Just all softball stuff, okay? So there's that. Um, And then this is leading to the deal that was announced yesterday between Hunter Biden and mother of his child, the stripper from Oklahoma, that came out yesterday. Now, normally, I wouldn't think, you know, it's it, you don't need to ask a president about his drug addict kids' kids thingy. Uh, that I wouldn't even consider that fair game. But if you're going to run on the whole, uh, I'm, I'm America's grandpa, and regularly show off on how you can name all your grandchildren by memory and how many there are, and you don't include this girl... Ah, you seem to think there's a benefit in showing what a grand, grand, grandfather you are. I'd like to point out that you're not a grandfather to this girl, and why does she not count? Anyway, so to the Hunter settlement yesterday, it, she wanted to have the little girl, Navy, have the last name Biden, because her dad is Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden's lawyers worked out a deal where, okay, you don't use the Biden name, but you get some of Hunter's paintings. Her, wow, she needed a better attorney. Her bad law team, looking at what a Hunter what Hunter Biden's paintings sold for, thought this was a win. Okay, a couple of half million dollar paintings? Why not? And so they're in Navy, that's a little girl's name, and she gets the money in a separate account and all this different stuff set up. Not getting the fact that it was donors hoping to influence the Biden family that bought those paintings it's not because they're worth that much i think navy is going to grow up to find she has some worthless paintings anyway her lawyer went on to say yesterday it's not lost on anybody that jill biden wrote a children's book and dedicated it to her grandchildren she could have kept it at that but she named every child at the first page except for navy they hung stockings for the dog at christmas and every grandchild but not navy this is a sad thing Wow, that is sad. Yeah. How do you make the argument that she doesn't count as a grandkid? I, I will admit that's an uncomfortable situation oh, for no any family. No doubt about it. Junkie son has one night stand with stripper and, and a, a child, a beautiful child of God comes out of that union, that brief coupling. He doesn't even remember meeting her. I'm not shocked by that. I'm not shocked by that either. Um, well, I don't, well, how would you handle it? 
by not living the sort of life that ends up there. <laughs> yeah, but we all know we can't control dad, our, yeah. our kids' lives. Boy, I would have to think long and hard about that. Um, if she wanted to know, if the child wanted to know who her family is, I would not reject that child. Not a chance. Now, if mom ended up being obnoxious or tough to be around or whatever. There's no indication of that. Well, no, you know, you, you you deal with that like you deal with any relative who's not pleasant to be around. But no, I would not reject that child. I wouldn't fight. You can't use the family name. It's the kid's name. I don't understand how they get any say in that. I don't either, because you I can, can go down to the courthouse right now and, and change my name to Joe Superhero. <laughs> and I may. Right. What stops her? She must have signed a contract that says she won't, because otherwise she could go down there and have her kid named Abraham Lincoln if she wants. <laughs> That'd be odd. Um, <laughs> yeah. How disgusting. It's, well, yeah. we do four hours. It's probably too much. But if you can't get next hour, we're going to get more unhinged reactions to the Supreme Court rulings. Uh, if you can't get next hour, grab the podcast later. Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at FisherHomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Finance provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.